Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hi there, Changemaker. Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Rustic, and I help changemakers like yourself grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. And to do that, I coach you with systems so that you can become a freelance consultant and 10x results all from the comfort of your own home. All right, guys, so before we get into it today, I have a couple of announcements. One is a love shout out to D. Kurz of Harboring Hearts. And Harboring Hearts is a 501c3 public charity dedicated to providing critical financial and emotional assistance for heart patients and their families. Over 95% of the people Harboring Hearts serves are families of color. And I want to thank D. Kurz for leaving a review on iTunes for the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. And they write, Great intro to grant writing. Holly's podcast has been so helpful to me as I am new to grant writing as Director of Outreach for Harboring Hearts. Her content is well organized and her delivery is both lighthearted and empowering. Hoping to be awarded my first grant soon. Yes, thank you so much, D. Kurz, and I hope you will also be awarded your first grant soon as well. Thank you so much again for leaving a review on iTunes. And I encourage you, if you enjoy um, listening to this podcast, please do jump over and leave a review as it helps other people find the podcast as well. And plus, I love hearing back from people who are listening to the podcast. All right, so my second announcement is a quick word from the sponsor of the month, which is the Grant Writing and Funding Nonprofit Strategic Planning Course. (laughs) Throughout June, there is a $100 discount to the course as it is halfway through the year and it's time to plan. If you want 64 mini videos and 23 downloadables over a 10 module course, then this is for you. You will definitely decrease overwhelm and you will increase a strategic plan to reach your goals for 2020. As one of my students said, Holly Rustic is a great grant writer, teacher, and coach. I have been one of her students since November 2018 when I took one of her online classes. I was working on my grant for my 501c3 and had a question. Holly was right there to guide us. She has helped tremendously by giving us valuable input about our mission statement, our press release, and our vision statement. Without her, our organization couldn't have gotten to the point where we are today. Thanks to Holly's help, we are prepared to start writing grants to start a Veterans Homeless and Training Program. Thank you so much for Joe. So that was Joe who is one of my members now, and he's in my membership program, and he's also taken a lot of my courses, and we've really developed a great relationship, so they're really in an amazing place where they've already got property donated to them to do this. Um, Just the results that we've seen since he wrote this review even have just been life-changing. So thank you so much, Joe, as it really does take a person who's getting the course to actually implement it to make it work. But once again, during June, I am offering the $100 discount off my nonprofit strategic planning master course. So go to grantwritingandfunding.com to check it out. Chances are with this unprecedented year, you are really needing this course and this outline. So don't get to the end of 2020 and have none of your goals accomplished. You can move forward and succeed in expanding your nonprofit or freelance consultancy. So if you're a freelance consultant, you're like, what do I need this for? 
you also can apply it to your business. But it can also be um, the great template so you can help nonprofits in their strategic planning as well as an additional revenue stream to your business. Okay, so let's get into this week's podcast, how to make decisions swiftly and lead your organization. Last week's podcast went over the difference between growth and expansion and outlined four reasons to expand your nonprofit or freelance consultancy. So definitely be sure to check out episode 124. Last week, I told you I would be talking this week on how to cut expenses while continuing to expand your organization. And that's what I'm going to do today. It might not be in the way that you had in mind, but it is super valuable, powerful, and effective. So keep listening if you resonate with one of the following. You're a nonprofit leader, volunteer, or staff, or you're a freelance consultant or aspiring one, and you are not even sure where to start with pivoting your organization in the new normal. You take on projects that you want to avoid completing and you aren't sure why. You have a really hard time making decisions quickly. As we follow through on the series this month, we are going to discuss more ways on how to know when to cut your expenses in order how to expand, as well as how to expand effectively your nonprofit or your business. In order to know how to make decisions quickly, which will in turn help you lead your organization, whether that's your nonprofit or it's your business, we're going to outline four steps. The first step is Find your values from the past or list your values now. So the first thing you are going to do is list your values for your nonprofit or freelance business. Tony Robbins says, values guide our every decision and therefore our destiny. So what are these things that guide us in life and in business? These are what your nonprofit or business values most and wants to place importance on. They are also, like Tony says, you know, they are the place where we can turn decisions. So if you're having a hard time and you're going back and forth on some decision and just doesn't feel right, you know that feeling you get in your gut, right? Um, And it just kind of get a little insecurity when you start thinking about something. This is going to help get rid of that. All right. So how do we do that? You're going to get, you're going to get it done today and you're going to get it done within the next 20 minutes. So let's do it. I'm going to use an example from the values in my business, grant writing and funding. However, if you want more examples to further your value words, click over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash one, two, five. That'll give you this whole transcript of today's um, episode into an article and it will give you more links. But first, I want to tell you what my values were from a few years ago. And if you don't have prior values, this is your first time, please, this is your first step. Go ahead and list down the values first that really jump out to you. All right, so my values from before included innovative, quality, integrity and honesty, knowledge, diversity, passion, sustainability and abundance, and equality. Now, Go ahead and take a minute and write down your values. Once again, if you want a list of value words to help you brainstorm, pause the podcast and visit grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash one, two, five. All right, so step number two, list your new values and find emotional active words. I just recently evaluated my values. So the ones I just read to you were actually from a few years ago. But yes, people, I also first do and test all the action steps I teach you in the podcast. Now, here you are going to notice that some of my values have changed this year. So even if you have done this in the past for your nonprofit or business, 
I want you to do it again. Don't be like, we've already done that. It's done. Here it is. I'm going to find it. There it is. Um, go ahead and see if you need to change it. There's a reason for this. I am going to show you what my new values are in 2020, and then I'm going to describe why I changed them. So after I am done explaining, it might give you some ideas or questions to ask in knowing if your values are still relevant or aligned. Plus, be sure to reevaluate your values and see if there are action words and evoke emotion. So I'm going to go ahead and use my example so you can kind of understand what exactly I'm talking about. So my 2020 values for grant writing and funding are the following. One, courage. Two, mindfulness. Three, value. Four, abundance and focus with ease. Five, fun. Six, diversity. Seven, adaptability. Eight, connecting. And nine, learning. All right, you might have noticed that I've actually changed some of my words or deleted others. This is not necessarily because they no longer are priorities to me, but a different word may resonate more with me. For example, I took off innovative completely. This is not because innovation is no longer important to me, but before I was very focused in a creator space. Now my three master courses have been developed. A lot of my, my items have been developed, my platforms. Plus, what I realized is that innovation was causing some stress in my life. I felt like it was like kind of being in a content hamster wheel. What I really felt was a better word that still addresses for me to look at silver linings was adaptability. To me, that is a word that really resonates more as I do not have to create something ongoing all the time, i.e. another product or service, but I can tweak and adapt what I have to offer. My business is now mature enough for me to be in this space. So that made more sense to me. Another word I changed was from quality to value. In this way, instead of getting into a perfectionist niche of maybe not even launching a product because I'm too focused on quality, I now ask, does it add value? This has helped me deliver speed to market on products and services instead of hashing it out for six months or longer, and then it might not even be any longer like valuable, right? <laughs> People might not need it anymore. Now, don't get me wrong. I still want quality in my products and have that in my products and services, but it's not the driver, right? The perfect cheese crust pizza of a high quality is of no interest to me because I don't need gluten, right? So really finding the value for me is very important. And then of course, implementing quality. I also took off integrity and honesty altogether. What? It's not because I wanna be a shady person now. It's because I integrated another word that encompasses integrity and honesty for me in a more powerful way. And that word is courage. For me, being courageous means being honest with myself and having integrity on the inside first that drives all my decisions that are external. How, you might ask? Well, if someone asks me to do something or offers me a cool opportunity to be, to be a part of and it just isn't congruent or it doesn't lead to my goals in my life, I can now use my courage to say no. This is me being honest with myself and as a result with others. I remember one of the best ways that I said no to an amazing opportunity. It was a chance to have a contract for another year with a great client to do more of the same that I had been doing. The money was pretty good, it was okay, 
But the time it took me away from what I wanted to develop in my business made me irritated every time I did the work. Yes, it was an amazing opportunity. It was an amazing program, but it just wasn't leading to my overall vision for my life and my overall goals. So that caused me to be irritated without really knowing why. I was like, this is a great opportunity. Why am I so irritated every time I work for it? Why do I put it off and I don't want to do it? Why is it never a priority on my list, but it's something in the back of like, you know, my to-do list that I don't get scratched off every week and then it builds up like a monster and I'm just not putting 110% into it. Why am I doing that? I just didn't understand it. Because I'm someone who believes that integrity and courage also means finishing what I commit to 110%, I knew I could not commit again. Even without any sure contracts in the next year, I said, no, thank you. I appreciate the offer, but I have to be honest and let you know that I won't be able to commit 110% in the next year to your project, and your project deserves that attention. Maybe I was being a little too honest with them, but interestingly enough, a few months later, I heard that same person that I told that to, who I highly respect, they used that same exact line to decline an opportunity that was presented to them. So I thought, well, you know, and it wasn't like a weird, like, oh, okay, we have to cut this project and we're not working together and now it's awkward. It was very like, oh, okay, thank you for being honest with me. I appreciate that. And then, you know, I say, yeah, I can help you find somebody else if you want. So it was actually a really good cut. Like it was a really good cut in, in that working relationship. However, we still have a personal relationship. So that was really good. So really being honest and having courage, that's what's important to me. And that's more of an active word than just integrity or honesty. For me, courage encapsulates both and it's a very active word to me. I also swapped out the word knowledge to learning. So in this way, I replaced another word. I realized that knowledge without application isn't very powerful at all. So I wanted to put learning there. Yes, learning and growing are very important to me. How can I lead others if I am not learning and growing myself? Therefore, I felt like this was a better word with more action and oomph behind it, right? Because knowledge by itself, if it's not implemented, it's really not worth anything to me. Whereas learning is something that's very active to me and it, it also promotes growing. And I ooh, removed passion. This took me some time because I love the word passion, but I realized with all my other words there was still passion behind them. There was even more now that I turned them into more active words that had emotion. So I really didn't need passion for the sake of passion. Plus, I added the word fun. I realized in the last several years, I've been grinding so much that a lot of the time, I just do not take the time to have fun. And this is actually a realization to me because having fun is one of the top things I love to do. But my nose has been to the grind a lot and I just wasn't giving room to it. Instead of showing up to people with passion, why can't I show up with fun? This just feels so much better to me. And sustainability and abundance. I switched to a couple of other items. So it was one phrase before sustainability and abundance. And instead, as far as sustainability, I kind of took those that phrase apart and I melded it into my new word, mindfulness. I will touch more of that on that in a second. With abundance, I made it into its own category and added a phrase, abundance and focus with ease. 
This might seem weird, but the word abundance to me was just too broad and static. I want to become excited when I read my values. So I needed to have more movement with the words. When I added the abundance and focus with ease, now I have emotion and purpose behind it. So what does this mean to me? This is another turn away from the grind. I know that I can have abundance when my energy is focused and when I'm not in scarcity thinking. So this creates more of that feeling and acceptance of that feeling. So I'm really jazzed about this. Now back to mindfulness. This is a new value. I also took off the word equality from my old list because to me, mindfulness really encompasses equality and sustainability in a more active way. As an example, the Black Lives Matter movement has really been eye-opening from a race perspective to me. In fact, I even looked at my podcast interviews to see if equality of my values has played out as a part of my actions. And what I found was that the number of interview podcasts I have had, 50% have been with people of color and 63% have been with women. So that made me realize that having values and knowing I am following them truly does influence what I produce and what I attract. This is extremely important to me as it reflects my values of equality. However, I don't want this just to be an after fact, like, oh, did I meet my value, right? Instead, I want to be mindful in making decisions before they happen, such as instead of waiting for diverse groups to reach out to me, me reaching out to diverse groups first. But mindfulness to me encompasses more than racial equality alone. It also enables me a space to see if the products and subscriptions and clients that I serve also share my values. Are items sourced ethically and environmentally sustainable? Do I promote gender equality? What issues do I really care about and am I passionate about? This to me is once again more of an action word that inspires me to pause and question before I do things in my business. So I can create a business I am proud of and has an expanding and powerful impact beyond teaching others to write grants or to develop their businesses but I really want to create more of a legacy. So mindfulness to me is super important and it encapsulates all of those diverse words that I had before into one place that is an action. And finally, connecting is another value I've added. To me, I love connecting and inspiring others. I absolutely love interviewing people, collaborating with other experts, working with members of my course, you know, all you nonprofits that reach out to me and your freelancers that reach out to me, coaching others, like I love connection. It really brings me a feeling of fulfillment. That's what I put for my new values. So your next step um, is to prioritize your values. So now that you have your step, you have all of your values laid out and now you may have gone back and kind of put more emotion into those values and really thought about them. I want you now to prioritize your values, right? I'm not sure if you caught it when I read the difference between my value list from before and now, but here it is. I prioritize my values. So when I first, I read you my values from before, I just said they're, they're this, 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 and this. But when I read you my values this time, I said number one is courage, number two, right? And I went through and I actually had them ordered. This has been a huge and powerful shift. And it might seem very, very minute, and it really, it's gonna take you a little time to think about this, 
but it's so powerful. Do take the time to prioritize them. And I'm gonna give you an example. Before, I just listed my values in no particular order. And this is what a lot of us do. But the thing is, when making decisions, pulling from your values is the smartest thing you can do to make everything you do align. For example, a grant opportunity might come up for a nonprofit, but if it does not align with your values or mission and vision statements, then you should not go for it. And if you do, I call this chasing the monies, right? When nonprofits get distracted with the ceiling amount of a grant opportunity, oh my gosh, it's a million dollars a year, and go after it even if it doesn't align with their values. This can also happen to freelancers. You may get a nonprofit client, but see there are some shady back office going-ons, right? If integrity is one of your values, what do you think you should do? You should maybe cut ties as soon as possible, right? Even if you don't have other clients, if integrity is high enough on your list, you might do that. So as John Wooden says, be more concerned with your character than your reputation because your character is what you really are while your reputation is merely what others think you are. Right? So for that person, integrity would be really, really important than thinking, oh, they're going to be mad at me because I cut my contract with them. However, you might and you probably do have some values on your list that could conf conflict. If you do not prioritize these values, it can lead to a lot of confusion on your part in how to make decisions. For example, your values could both include integrity and commitment. Without knowing it, commitment might be a higher level value on your list as follow through and getting the job done is more highly valued than integrity, right? You're thinking reputation over character. But if you aren't sure what is important to you, then you're really gonna beat yourself up and you're gonna punish yourself for not following through on your values and you're gonna be really conflicted and have a hard time making decisions. Whereas if you know your values, you might have these internal decisions and discussions with yourself. For example, if commitment is higher than integrity on your list, this is what that internal conversation might be. Hmm, I took on this client and have a contract, so getting this contract completed is super important, even if there's a little shadiness going on. But hey, I am not even sure if it's 100% illegal, so I'm just gonna finish up my contract and then that'll be it. However, if integrity is higher up on your list compared to commitment, then you might have this internal conversation. That looks shady, and if I support them in getting money, then I might be taking away from someone who could better use the money. Plus, the nonprofit might get in trouble with the IRS, and I do not want my name associated with them. I am going to cut ties immediately and try to find another client that would use this grant better. You can see by prioritizing your values, it can really help you make tough, and easy decisions that align with how you want to run your nonprofit or business. Believe me, congruency is critical to move you forward. So go ahead now and prioritize your values. Make sure you don't place a value that you think should be higher, but it's not, right? So you might say, oh, I wish integrity was higher, so I'm gonna place it higher than commitment. But honestly, you're not gonna try to go for that. You're just still gonna realign with your commitment unless you really wanna make an effort to reprioritize. So maybe you say, right now commitment is more important, but honestly, I really wanna be a person of more integrity. That means a lot to me. So this year, I'm gonna place integrity above and I'm gonna have my values printed out. So every time I come to a decision, I'm gonna look and I'm gonna say, 
Is this a decision I can make with integrity? Is this a client that has integrity? Am I operating in integrity? So that's a way you can reprioritize if you really wanna change how you do it. And another example is courage is my highest value right now. Does it mean I am always courageous? No. Sometimes I feel insecure, right? But after really thinking and evaluating my values, right? I realized if I want my business and life to be where I want it to be, that courage needs to be my highest priority right now. And I am willing to get excited every day about having courage to make it my highest value. So I am really excited about courage. And now when I come to decisions and I'm like, oh, I'm not really sure. I'm like, am I giving courage to this decision, right? Courage means taking a little risk sometimes. It also means having integrity and honesty to me, right? So am I really operating in that? Am I being my 110% person? If I'm not, I need the courage to step down as well as the courage to go forward in what I really believe is true. So by having that there, it's a reminder to ask myself those questions. All right, so let's go ahead now and ask how your values impact your projects. So step number four, ask yourself if there is something in your nonprofit or business that does not align with these values. Is there something that just feels off to you when you think about it? You know what I mean? Your heart races a bit, you get nervous or an insecure feeling, and it's just kind of icky, right? And that's usually because that project, that service, that decision just doesn't jive with your values. Now that you have them listed down, it will be very powerful for you to cut or strategize that project or item. Maybe someone in your organization has not been pulling their weight. And before you just cut them, right, maybe you realize that, okay, we need to have a conversation. So even doing this value activity with those people would be really good because maybe to you, commitment is a very high value. So you're disappointed in them. You're not seeing the same level of commitment that you have in the past. And for them, one of their highest values is being heard, right? And they haven't been able to voice their stress with maybe having to work at home now with a toddler and just not being able to do everything that they've been able to do in the past. <laughs> so being able to have that discussion, now you see where your values are and how they're prioritized could be a great way to communicate, to increase that communication, right? With people in your organization, if you're a freelancer, maybe it's um, you know different consultants that you have working for you doing different things. This could be a project that you guys do together as a team building exercise. And it could also be like, okay, you know what? This is really important to me. And because our values are so different, maybe we're not the best fit. So it could be a way of cutting um, different uh, resources that you can just say, and you can do it, remember, you can do it in a very diplomatic way, just in how I approach that you know, project I would have been able to take another year contract with when I said, I'm not gonna be able to 100, you know, 10% commit to this and, I, and that's how I operate. So I'm not gonna be able to do this this year. You know, you can do it in a very diplomatic way because if your values, if you can't find some middle ground with your values, it's gonna be a very stressful relationship whether that be employees, whether that be volunteers even, whether that be interns, clients, etc. right? So really finding those good fits and making those quick decisions and just high level decisions can be done by using all of these steps. And I mean, hey, <laughs> my daughter and I even did our values and prioritized them together for our personal values. And this gave me great insight into some areas where she needs more support from me. 
So to recap, number one, list all of your values for your nonprofit or business. Number two, evaluate them and see if they really are the main values. And remember, you can get some more words, uh, value words on grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 125. Read them aloud and see if they are action words and have emotional meaning for you. Number three, prioritize them. And number four, look at your projects, your products, your services, and see if there is something that is not congruent with your values and then needs to be communicated or strategized or cut. So that is how you can quickly make decisions and really lead in your business and in your nonprofit. And once again, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. I'd love to hear from you guys. And um, once again, a big shout out to Harboring Hearts. Thank you so much, D. Kurz, for leaving a review on iTunes. I really appreciate it. And as a, as a big uh, shout out to you, uh, we're going to go ahead and post you as a nonprofit of the week on our Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook page. So please find out more about Harboring Hearts at Holly Rustic on all of those platforms. And just a reminder, once again, we are having our sponsor is the Nonprofit Strategic Planning Course on grantwritingandfunding.com. So for the month of June, $100 discount for the Nonprofit Strategic Planning Master Course. So if you like today's episode, this would just be like one mini lesson in the entire course. So it really goes deep into really learning how to be strategic in all of your planning. So please do check it out if you were interested. And I'll continue this whole episode in expanding your your uh, freelance business or your nonprofit throughout the month of June. So please do subscribe to Grant Writing and Funding on your podcast player. And I'll see you guys next do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the Tribe, and discounts on grant services? Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this Grant Writing and Funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com.